Hello friends and welcome back to my growing habit. Today I want to introduce you to one of my new favorite plant finds, um, which is comfrey. Comfrey is a perennial herb that is extremely versatile. And it's my opinion that everyone should have at least one comfrey plant on their property. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll agree. You don't have to have a green thumb to grow comfrey. It is exceptionally easy to grow and propagate. Even if you don't have a green thumb, you can do it. So the biggest mistake that you can make with comfrey is try to baby it by putting it in a nice neat little pot with some of that bagged soil from the big box store. Um, that is about the only way that I've heard of that comfrey will not thrive. So here's sort of the way that I see this unfolding during this episode. I'd first like to talk to you about how comfrey can help you in your wellness practices. Then I'd like to follow that by giving you my personal recipe for comfrey salve. And following that, we'll talk about why comfrey makes such great animal feed. And then we'll follow that with how it helps your growing program around your property. And then we'll talk about how to grow comfrey, some details about that. And lastly, we'll end on a note of um, just sharing some other resources regarding comfrey. So this will be a jumping off point for you to where you can do a little bit more of your own research. Of course, I have to make the obligatory disclaimer that <laughs> this is not official medical advice. Um, but what it is, it's a sharing of long-standing information um, about this herb. This herb has a long-standing reputation with well-known herbalists for its healing properties, um, for its ability to slow bacterial growth and decrease inflammation. Comfrey is known to speed healing and it's helpful in several applications and I'm sure not limited to these, but um, one thing that it's really known for is helping with bone breaks. As a matter of fact, it has a reputation, it has a nickname of knit bone because it can help heal a bone so quickly. It's super important to note that if you have a bone fracture, you really want to seek medical attention right away so you can make sure that that fracture is properly set. You would never want to apply any comfrey to such a, a fracture um, because it starts healing so rapidly. So, you know, unless you're really in a true um, emergency situation where there is no medical help available, um, always seek medical attention first before applying this to a fracture. Another wonderful use for comfrey is for the relief of bug bites. And this is a real thing, folks, I gotta tell you. I have a family member that every time he walks to the yard, he seems to pick up uh, fire ant bites. And when I started growing comfrey and reading about how it can relieve bug bites, I said, you know, hey, you know, just try this. Next time you get a bug bite, which will probably be five minutes from now, <laughs> try this out. And um, sure enough, he walked through an ant pile and we just, you know, crushed up a comfrey leaf and just rubbed it on there. It was super simple. And instead of um, really aggravating him for the rest of the day and then swelling up and turning into a, like a little um, a white pustule on the following day, it, it actually stopped the, the, the um, process, the inflammatory process that happens after these bug bites um, right in its tracks. Um, and we've tried it um, a few other times as well, like with um, following mosquito bites. And it really does help to 
heal and make that feel better very quickly. I personally think this is really revolutionary because if you have little kids in your family, you know, and they, they get a mosquito bite, they're just going to be scratching that thing raw. And before you know it, it's all scabbed and it's yucky looking and, you know, just uh, a portal for infection, right? So this is a really easy remedy without having to put um, pharmaceuticals like Benadryl or, or something like that on, on your child. So there's this wonderful substance in comfrey called allantoin. And allantoin is actually found in many health and beauty items, such as moisturizers and healing ointments, lipsticks, chapsticks, uh, anti-acne products, anti-scar gels, and so forth. Um, Because this substance, allantoin, is a cell regenerator. And as it turns out, comfrey um, plant has quite a bit of allantoin in it. And that makes comfrey especially good at helping to accelerate healing of scratches, cuts, bruises, and so forth. Um, You you just have a word of caution here on puncture wounds, however. Comfrey is so effective at helping the skin um, regenerate that if you use it on a puncture wound, you run the risk of closing the wound from the top before... um, those base layers can heal and that could end up actually causing a little bit of a problem um, creating like a little pocket where infection can take place Um, so you would definitely want to just let a puncture wound drain and close naturally like that Um, but for superficial and uh, small cuts this is really a fabulous way to accelerate the healing And in some of my readings, um, I had also read that comfrey is very helpful in healing bruises. So I had firsthand experience with this a short time ago. Um, A couple of my kids were horsing around (laughs) and one of them sustained a broken nose uh, just right across the bridge of her nose. And she had a nice little bruise. And also you could see clearly the line going across the bridge of her nose where there was um, some sort of impairment uh, in that tissue underneath there. So I just chopped up some comfrey leaves fresh from the garden, sort of brewed them up into a little tea, put it in a mason jar and just, you know, told her to, you know, put a compress of this tea on her nose. And that thing healed right up. I mean, definitely the swelling went down. You couldn't even see the bruising the next day. I was convinced um, that she was going to have a black eye. And I had confidently exclaimed that, that this was going to be a situation, you know, going to end up with some black eyes. We're going to have some explaining to do, right? (laughs) Um, But that never happened. And I was truly amazed. Another way that comfrey can help is also it's um, helpful with osteoarthritis pain and back pain. It seems to be helpful in relieving joint pain in general. I had a friend who was visiting from out of state this summer, and she has had two knee replacements. And about halfway through the day, her her muscles are so tight, she's so achy in that area. So we did a little experiment. Um, we just brewed up a little bit of comfrey tea, gave her a compress, and um, she just went to her room to relax for a little bit. And she, you know, she said that she tried the compress, and in about... 15 minutes she could feel her the tissues around her knees just relaxing and I'm happy to say she now has comfrey plants at her house because she has found it so helpful. The list of ways comfrey can help in 
in your wellness program is so long. So there's even more. Um, I, I haven't had any personal experience with this, but I have read that if you have gum disease and um, or a sore throat, that gargling with some comfrey tea can really help alleviate those types of situations. Okay, the next question is, what parts of the plant are we supposed to use, right? Well, both the roots and the leaves um, are beneficial. And you can use the comfrey in many forms. I mean, you can make them into your own teas. Um, you can use them in ointments. You can use comfrey in poultices and in salves. And there is some controversy over the ingestion of comfrey um, just because uh, there was a Japanese researcher that found a substance in there called peralzodine alkaloids. And <laughs> I probably have slaughtered the pronunciation on that, but they're called PAs for short. Okay, so the problem with PAs is that they're supposed to be hepatotoxic. Hepatotoxic things are toxic to your liver. So the thing is with this, um, that the, the studies that have been done on this seem to be very biased. And I'll give you a resource at the end of this um, episode where you can sort of um, use this as a jumping off point for a little more of your own research. I promised you a comfrey salve recipe, so I'm gonna give that to you right now. Basically, this recipe makes approximately 24 ounces. And what I do is I use one cup of dried comfrey leaves. Um, low moisture is really important here, so you wanna make sure your leaves are very dry. I personally use my freeze dryer, um, which is totally not necessary. I just happen to have a freeze dryer. You could dry, hang these leaves to dry them, you could also dry them in the oven. And the other ingredients you're gonna need um, would be about two and a half cups of olive oil or olive, avocado oil, um, your choice, and two ounces of beeswax. In terms of the equipment that you're gonna need, you're gonna need um, jars um, or some kind of container to pour your salve into. You're gonna want cheesecloth and you're gonna want a funnel. I personally like those little four ounce quilted mason jars, the ones that you put jelly in or preserves. And I can get, I can make six jars um, out, of, out of this recipe. So number one, here's the steps you take. Number one, infuse your chosen oil, whether it be the avocado oil or the olive oil. And the reason that it's so important that your leaves be very dry is because if there's any moisture left in the leaves, then it will make your salve go rancid more quickly. So make sure your leaves are very dry. Um, infuse your chosen oil. Um, and the way I do this is I pack a jar, um, usually like a quart mason jar. It doesn't have to be a mason jar, obviously, um, but pack the jar with the leaves and then top with the oil. And you're either gonna place this um, someplace um, where it can just kind of hang out for four to six weeks and just sort of infuse the comfrey into the oil. And an alternate is, if you want to go on a fast track with this, you can do something like put it in a slow cooker, bath of you know warm water for a few hours. I'd say maybe like, four or five hours 
just on very, very low. You don't really want it to get above 140 degrees, um, but this can fast track it if you didn't really want to wait, you know, four to six weeks for this oil to infuse. And personally, I'm not very patient. <laughs> when I decide I want to make a batch of this stuff, I'm just going for the slow cooker method. Um, so that's number one, which I also like to add to that. If you're using the slow cooker method and you've got this um, in a pot of warm water, put some cheesecloth over the top. Um, don't, I, I wouldn't put a actual lid on this jar because you don't want to trap any moisture in your jar as you're doing this infusion. And you would definitely run the risk of getting some condensation on the lid and just dropping back down into the oil um, during this process. So that's important. All right, step number two, when you're done infusing the comfrey into the oil, the oil is gonna be a really pretty green color. You want to strain the comfrey um, off and pour the oil through a cheesecloth. Again, a funnel can be a really useful item here. <laughs> Step three, melt your beeswax over a double boiler. I honestly just use a stainless steel bowl over a saucepan. <laughs> Once the beeswax has been gently melted, then slowly pour in your infusion of comfrey oil. Just slowly whisk that over a low heat and then you're going to be ready to pour that through your funnel into your cleaned jars. That's it. That's all there is to it. Very simple. Three ingredients. Done. The optimum shelf life on a comfrey salve like this will be about six months. Under optimum storage, you know, perhaps a little bit longer, but um, this is really fabulous stuff. I have been using it like crazy um, when I go to work. I have a tendency to get really super dry lips at work. And this is really a great kind of a lip balm. So with my next batch, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get some of those chapstick molds and a little tiny funnel. And I'm, I'm gonna make this stuff um, officially where I can you know just roll it up and just slather it on my lips and uh, Highly recommend it. Having these little jars of comfrey salve around um, has been really great. Um, we just went through Christmas time and so I found myself giving these out just um, it with you know other little gifts or just when I would visit someone who was sick. Um, they're just fabulous little ways to spread love. Something else I thought that might be a little bit fun with this is to put a kind of hide like a little trinket or a little treasure in the bottom before you pour your comfrey salve in and, and it sets up. So whoever you give it to can have a nice little surprise in the bottom, right? Um, another thing that you could consider doing to sort of like spruce this up a little bit is add um, one of your favorite essential oils or a combination of your favorite essential oils. So it, it will just, you know, have that nice aromatherapy sort of aspect to it as well. I've also seen that some people actually put um, like a vitamin E capsule, they'll empty one of those into the mix. Um, that could be considered as well. Next up, let's talk about animals. How does comfrey help feed your animals? And why would, why would you want to do that? 
Um, so actually comfrey has really high nutrient value. It's very high in protein relative to even soybeans. It has, it depends, you know, every, every plant is a little bit different, right? But on average, the reading I've been doing, um, you're looking at 20 to 30% protein and that's pretty high especially considering chick laying hens, chickens, um, need about 18%. So comfrey is high in protein, low in fiber, which makes it extra great for chickens actually, because chickens really can't handle the high fiber types of things as well. If you do feed this to your chickens, sometimes they really, um, they don't like the little hairs that are on the comfrey plant. Comfrey plants have um, sort of prickly hairs, almost like, um, you know, squash leaves. Um, it is in the borage family, you know, the borage is kind of prickly. Anyhow, if you decide to feed this to your chickens, they would probably prefer it if you let it wilt for about a day before you feed it to them because it'll help soften up those hairs. Um, and chickens aren't the only animals um, that can um, really benefit from comfrey. Um, pigs will eat comfrey. Um, you can feed them quite, quite a bit of comfrey actually. And rabbits love comfrey. Um, you can also feed it to horses, sheep, cows, and it's very nutritious. Comfrey is a dynamic accumulator, which means it pulls a lot of nutrients from the soil. And because of that, it has generous amounts of silicon, calcium, uh, potassium, and a lot of trace minerals. It has vitamins A, C, and B12. So supplying some of this to your animals can be a really great way to give them nutritious, um, you know, food in their diet and also to offset any feed bill, you know, if you're, you know, going to the feed store and you know where it's originating, which makes it extra nice. You know what your animal is eating. And if that's an animal that you're going to be dispatching for yourself or your family, that's worth a lot. So the next thing I said that we would talk about is we could talk about um, using comfrey in your landscape on your property. How is it going to be beneficial in that manner? Well, comfrey is a really, um, it's high in nitrogen. Uh, and so it's, it's a really great compost accelerator or compost starter. If you throw it in the middle of your compost pile, it actually almost like melts and like breaks down very quickly. So another way that you can use comfrey as a like a fertilizer on your property is if you're doing some fresh plantings you can just throw a few comfrey leaves down in the planting hole um, that'll help um, you can also make a compost tea which is super helpful and to make a easy compost tea this would be one example you could take like a five gallon bucket um, fill it with comfrey leaves put a rock on the top, you know, so the leaves will stay submerged and then fill the bucket up the rest of the way with water. And you definitely want to put a lid on it and just let it hang out and fester <laughs> for, you know, two to four weeks. And when you get that, when you open the lid, well, actually the preferable thing is don't open the lid. If you're really smart, you're going to put a spigot on the bottom of this bucket um, because it's very stinky. It really, it almost stinks like manure. Um, if you experience it, you'll never forget it, but it makes excellent compost tea. So what you would do is at the end of the, the festering period, you would pull off um, enough to reconstitute. You'd put like one part of comfrey sludge, if you will, to 10 parts water. And um, 
you could just use that as a liquid fertilizer. If you wanted to use it as a foliar spray, um, you could do it like a 115 ratio. Another way you can use comfrey um, as fertilizer on your property, you could simply chop and drop it. Some people plant comfrey around their fruit trees and it makes a nice mulch, um, which will actually put nutrients back into the soil. I've read on some forums, um, some people using comfrey as a poultice for trees. And I don't know exactly how they would do that, but I think one gal had some trees that had an extensive amount of bark damage and it's, I think she soaked the leaves and she actually just tied them around the tree and she said that she had excellent results um, with that she felt like for sure that the tree was going to die but after she used this uh, sort of application that she felt like it was um, a deal maker so another nice thing about comfrey is if you allow it to flower, it's going to attract pollinators. So that's always good. Um, approximate NPK for some comfrey would be like 1.8, 0.5, and 5.3. Uh, just for reference there. Um, so how would you grow comfrey where and when and all like that? So it seems to grow really well in zones 3 through 9. Um, I like to recommend Russian bocking. Um, cultivar number four or 14 and the reason for that is the common comfries can just kind of take over whereas the Russian bocking comfries are sterile and they are propagated by root cuttings and I have read of one individual who actually was able to root a leaf um, that was sort of one single incidence though so in order to propagate this, what you're, you're only going to need like a two inch long segment of the root about the size, uh, like the diameter of a pencil. And you can plant it anytime that the ground can be worked. And you just uh, put it buried about two inches below the surface. And within a week, you're probably, I mean, it's very fast. Within about a week, you're going to see green shoots coming up through the ground. This stuff is unstoppable. Um, in the first year, um, if you want to really develop your root system, then it's recommended to cut the buds of the flowers back. Don't allow it to flower. And in doing so, you'll really develop a stronger root system. Comfrey can also be propagated by um, not just the roots, but you can also take a kind of a bigger chunk. You can plant a crown of comfrey um, which is sort of like the base of the plant with a little bit of the greenery left on it and that'll grow even faster. When you're harvesting comfrey, um, you're probably going to get four to five pounds worth of leaves per year from each plant. Um, and you can either just cut the whole plant, you can cut it about two inches above the crown, you know, using a, a rice knife um, coming along there, just slice the whole plant off is fine. It'll, it'll pop back out. You'll have within days you'll you'll have significant growth you can almost watch it grow overnight um, or if you want you can just harvest a few leaves at a time it's entirely up to you so I hope this has really piqued your interest and made you feel like hmm, this is a plant I should really have on my property um, if you want more information um, there's a 1976 publication by Lawrence D Hills 
The name of his book is Comfrey Fodder Food Remedy. So um, I personally don't have a copy of that. Um, I would love to have a copy. It's out of print. It's it's a pretty rare book. Um, so if you find it anywhere, definitely get your hands on it. Um, and then if you also wanted to know more about the pyrazoldine alkaloids or the PAs, Rosemary Gladstar has an excellent article on this. Um, a friend gave me a link to this article and she found it on remedyspot.com. It was, this entry was from June 14th, 2004. So it, she really goes into dispelling or diffusing um, this whole argument that comfrey is deadly because of the PAs. I really appreciate Rosemary Gladstar's approach uh, in the handling of this matter. And if I could just quote her from this article, um, I will. She says, quote, though it is important to be open to the possible dangers of comfrey, it is as important to sift through the information and misinformation and to form opinions based on fact rather than hysteria. The truth of the matter is that most plants reveal within their chemical blueprint a wide variety of constituents, many of them potentially harmful. These chemicals form a synergistic relationship with one another, often nullifying and or strengthening certain aspects of one another. Well, I've sure enjoyed spending this time with you today and just sharing a little bit of information about such an amazing plant. I hope that you will take this and incorporate it into your property. If you're interested in comfrey salve, uh, you don't really care to make your own, or if you're looking for comfrey cuttings, then you may consider going to mygrowinghabit.com where I hopefully will soon have some of those items available for you. Love to hear from you. Take care.